Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's the Darkest Timeline podcast. So uh, you're stuck with me for the day or the evening, wherever, you, whenever you're listening. Uh, what I can tell you is we're going to talk about um, infectious disease, um, sporting goods shopping, uh, celebrity deaths, um, and DIY. If that's what you're in the business for, stick around. Um, do do um, subscribe if you've not already subscribed. Like, share, comment, all of that. Leave any reviews you want to review. Send the podcast to other people. Word of mouth is a wonderful thing. Right, let's get started. Here we go. This is Cookie Cast, the Darkest Timeline podcast. Hello. How are you doing? You all right? Oh, another one of those. A little bit of a slow start. I get caught up doing too many things. That's the problem. Too many things going on. Too many silly YouTube videos to watch. Oh, dear. I was looking at my list before I started, and I was like, well, that's a very strange thing to start with. But anyway, I wrote it down for a reason. Um, where did I even start? I went to, I went to a new shop. Um, and... I think this is going to... I think this will tie into something... Um... A little bit later, but anyway. Um, so, went to a new shop. Uh, which is a much longer story, but probably we're not one to talk about at this point in time. Um, so, um I don't like to use names because I don't like to feel like I'm I'm promoting um, brands. Uh, let's see if I can do it in a different way. I went to a, a sporting goods shop, which is new. <sighs> let's go with that. Um, this particular brand of sporting goods shop was... Um, Originally in a supermarket, um, and they have seemed to have branched out and opened their very own shop. And uh, initially, it was very much one of those situations where I was like, oh, um, that's cool. You know, it's obviously been popular. I don't really know how it's come about, but, you know, is what it is. Um... But we had a reason to go. Uh, I will gl- I will gloss over that reason. But we had a reason to go. Um, so me and Lan and the uh, the two younger children took a trip to the shop. And uh, first of first of all, we went to look at the um, 
workout equipment. So um, I've recently uh, started to display an interest in um, bike-related things, um, exercise bikes, static bikes. Is that is that what those other things are called? Where you put a bike on a thing and ride it. Um, and there's like some interest in like electronic versions of you know riding a bike in your home and stuff and those are the things those are the kind of things that interest me any gadget I'm there um so we looked at bikes and we looked at to see what sort of treadmills they've got to see you know how like our treadmill stacks up against ones that you can buy in a shop then we moved on to um weight benches and uh squat racks and uh, dumbbells and dumbbell clips. I was actually after some dumbbell clips, uh, which I bought, saying the phrase, these are going to be absolutely perfect, these are amazing. Got them home, and um, they were the wrong size. So that kind of went out the window. Mm, thank you, computer. Thank you for that information that I didn't need right now. Um, then looked at... Um, I don't know what you'd call them, like body weights, like a weighted vest, weighted um, like ankle weights and stuff like that. Very long story, but that's also something that I've been looking into recently. Um, started looking at sporting clothes. Um, they seem to do like... Um, it, it was it was very for me it was very strange because it was like oh you've got the sort of things that I would wear and they're reasonably cheap and they're in my size it was a very strange sort of situation um, and as it was we had to go up and look at the upstairs section there was stuff to look at upstairs so. Um, Got up there and looked at um, bikes and scooters and skateboards, um, horse riding equipment, um, which was, yeah, strange. Um, and then it was things like um, tennis and badminton, um, darts, um, archery. Um, so there was all these things to look at. And I realised all of a sudden that I was just listing sports. Um, but weirdly, that's that's what what um, what we're actually uh, going to talk about. Um, so, we've gone for a reason. And then we looked, started looking at other things. And I bought some goggles. And I said to my youngest daughter, I was like, Oh, there's this sport. And oh, when you're older, we'll go and play that sport. Um, we went into another section, and I was like, oh, look, there's this spot. And she'd asked what something was, and I was like, oh, that's, um, it was a badminton racket. Um, it's a badminton racket. I was like, when you're older, we'll go and do that. Um, and then I was looking at the, some of the archery stuff. Um, and... There was like there was like this these two things that simultaneously struck me. Oh, there was a golf section. These two things that simultaneously struck me. One was that this shop had like it catered to all the sports, which you'd kind of want from a from a sporting goods shop. 
the other thing was that I was like, I'm, I was surprised at how many sports in this shop I highlighted as sports that I have done, do do, <laughs> do do, and would do and would do in the future, like saying, oh, you know, uh, oh, when you when you're older, we'll go and do this, and saying about how I often wonder about like with my eldest, if my eldest would ever end up playing certain sports with me. But it wasn't like one. It wasn't like two. It wasn't like it was many. And I was really surprised. I'd, I'd ended up saying to Leanne, I was like, do you know something that's really surprised me about that shop, other than the uh, extensive range, by the way, not a not not a plug in any way. Um, I like how many of those sports related to me. Um, you know, there's like the badminton, squash. Um, Obviously, you know, bikes, scooters, and skateboards. It's not like I'm, I'm mad on scootering or anything. But um, for for one reason or another, there was there was the connection there. Um, there was the the weights, the bench, the bike, the treadmill. There was um, golf, archery, all of this, and <clears throat> I always kind of have this this impression of myself of uh, weirdly it's kind of like um what i want to say is laziness um i feel i i often feel like laziness is my is my default is my go to is my um my resting um, whatever you would call it. But then, if I look at an average day, it's like oh, you know that probably doesn't fit. I, there was a point. There was a point today where I had five minutes to shower and go and collect my daughter um, because the day had been non-stop. Uh, I think I've done over twenty thousand steps today. I considered not going on the treadmill this afternoon. And then I've done 20 and a half thousand steps today. Considered not doing the treadmill because I didn't need to. And then was like, that's not how it works. Um, so. I think I'm, I think I'm starting to question um, and this might be a little bit deep for ten minutes into a podcast, but I think I'm trying. I'm, I think I'm starting to question myself, who I am, how I perceive myself, how others might perceive me, and so on and so forth, because of something that we're going to come to, and it's something that <sighs> there's been a tough realization in this house. Um, so. One of my children had uh, <laughs> oh dear had a uh, had a, a, an infectious disease is the way I've written it down. Uh, that's that makes it sound worse. 
Uh, no, it wasn't uh, that well-known virus that we all uh, know and love. Um, but, as I said at the point in time that I found out, I was like, oh, well, that's highly, highly contagious. So, um, <laughs> it's one of those things through, uh, through a lot of research and uh, looking it up and reading about it, it was very much one of those of... Um, it's not infectious past a certain point. Which is fine. But. I had. The, I had this whole thing. Of. Where. You, you simultaneously want to. Show your children affection. Show them love and affection. Show them that you care about them. Show them that you know. You, you, miss, you miss them when you're not with them. Um, and and all of those things, while simultaneously going, don't come anywhere near me. But then, another layer of it is, but I know you're not infectious, contagious, whatever, so that makes it okay. But what if you are? That makes it not okay. But you can't be. But what if you are? And it was just... Obviously, there was no point where I wanted to be like... <laughs> like, don't touch me. Don't come near me. Um, yet, on the flip side, it's, it's that... Oh, Daddy, let me give you a hug. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to, like... <coughs> I had to cross this barrier like daddy let's hold hands it's like mm, yeah okay okay we can do that I can do that I can do that um yeah super weird one um super weird to deal with oh man did I close that oh that's annoying I think I've closed a program that I need. That's super annoying. Um, anyway, not, not something to deal with that. So, I've been building it up for best part of 14 minutes. Um, and it's now, it's, it's time for me to come clean. It's time for me to tell you, lovely people, the, the hard realisation that I've had that everybody else probably probably knew for a long time, um, uh, and it and it's that I'm fat. Um, this all came about because a long, a, a, not a long time ago, but a while ago. Um, problem you got when you're dealing with Americans. <laughs> He's all over. He's all over the shop. He's all over the map. Right. Let me start from scratch. Uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts. That will surprise nobody. And a lot of those podcasts are from Americans. And the problem with Americans is they don't talk about weight in the way that we talk about weight. They talk about weight in pounds. 
Now I know that we do um, we do do pounds, but we do stone. So you would say I am um, ten stone five five pounds. Would you say it like that? Uh, I certainly wouldn't say that. Let's 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 be real here. I certainly wouldn't say that. Um, but somebody would say um, I, I was I was three hundred pounds. David Goggins would say I was three hundred pounds. Uh, Bert Kreischer would say I was two hundred and seventy pounds. Tom Segura would say I was two fifty five. They throw pounds around like they're going out of fashion. For a British person who hears I was three hundred pounds, you you kind of just go well, that sounds like a big number. Or it sounds like you know a lot, but I don't know me personally. I don't do the conversion. And largely that's to do with I can't quite do the maths quick enough while somebody's saying it. Because somebody says, oh, I was £300. They move on quite quickly. And if you're listening to something and trying to take it in, you can't take in information and do math when you're not very smart like me. So, there was a point in time where... Uh, I was listening to, it will have been Two Bears, One Cave. Bert was talking to Tom about his weight. And he kept repeating the weight, repeating the weight, and repeating the weight. And this was where I was like, hang on a minute. You keep saying it, which has given me the opportunity to work it out. So I was like, okay, uh, 14. Um, okay, so 100 is 14 and a stone is a... 10 stone would be 140 pounds. So 20 stone would be 280 pounds. Okay. Uh, if you're saying that you're 270, you take off 10, which isn't quite a full stone. So you were 19 stone, 4 pounds. Uh, when David Goggins says that it was 300 pounds when he started. So that's... 280 is 20, and then you need to add another 20, that's 21 stone, 6 pounds, so 21 stone, 6 pounds, uh, and again there's like Tom, and then there's been other people, I was listening to one, one today, uh, Bobby Kelly was on a podcast I was listening to, he was talking about, you've got... Um, Patrice O'Neill, who passed away, he was uh, 350 or something. Um, and, you know, when people are, when they're American and they're big, they do it in pounds. And especially if there's been, like, a weight loss. So, I've been working through this recently. Because there was a point in time where I worked out how much these people weigh or weighed. And I was like, hang on a minute, this person is considered fat, overweight, if you want to say it in a nice way, but let's be let's be blunt on this one. This person is this person is considered to be fat. And that's where that's the starting point. They're starting at fat. One of the people in question weighed more than me at the point in time that they started. One of the people in question 
also considered to be fat and overweight and all of that sort of stuff, is under me, weight-wise. And I realise that the, the people who are in and around my weight category, that's the way that they start at before they go, here's my huge, here's my huge transformation. Uh, as I was in a conversation today, I was saying, I remembered um, I, I lost, uh, I lost 12 stone at one point. Um, and in my head, having lost 12 stone, um, I was skinny. I was, I was thin. I'd lost 12 stone. I'd lost the equivalent of some adult human beings. Um, so that meant, that must have meant that I was skinny. And was that? Um, when my, my second daughter was born, there was this thing about um, skin to skin contact. And they were like, oh, you know, you should do it skin to skin. I was like, oh, no, no, I couldn't possibly. And I was like, oh, you know, you should do it. Skin, skin, and all this. And I was like, well, I am skinny now. So, uh, tops up, skin, skin contact, boom, there we go. And somebody along the line took a picture. And it was only later when I looked at that picture, I was like, hang on a minute. I'm still fat in that picture. What losing 12 stone doesn't tell you is... That if you lose 12 stone, but you've still got three, four, five stone still to go, guess what? You're still fat. And it was only like at a later point when I was like, how is losing 12 stone not an achievement? And it is an achievement. It is. But it wasn't the end. Now, I lost 12 stone. And then I found six of it. I found half of it. I put half the weight back on, which is what people do. Um, you know, you, you hit a road bump in life, which is what I did. And I just ballooned. Um, and there was this point in time where I was eating thousands of calories a day. But I was also going to the gym for two, three, four hours. So there was, there was one point where it was working nicely for me. And then that also got away and, and it was, you know, it was bad. So, again, if I was fat after losing 12 stone... Imagine what it's like to then put six of that back on and start again and go through losing, what, like four of the six. It's one of those things. I'm working on the principle that if anybody's, you know, good at maths, they could probably work out almost exactly how much I weigh right now. Um, and, you know, recently there's been this, oh, you know, I lost I lost two pounds this week. And, uh, um couple of weeks ago um, I was on I was on a, a losing streak for weight and um, I changed a couple of things with my workout I changed a couple of things with my running I changed a couple of things with uh, my eating um, I'd done uh, something that we're going to talk about uh, in a bit 
couple of things that we're going to talk about in a bit. And I... I stupidly went, you know something, this is this is really working, you know, I'm losing weight, um, I'm, I'm working out well, I'm getting jacked, uh, I feel good, you know, this this t-shirt feels tight in all the right places and 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 loose in all the other right places and and yeah you know it's it's all going well and then in the last couple of weeks this this slow realization that losing a couple of pounds here and there when you should be losing stones and Oh yeah, you, I did. I did twenty and a half thousand steps today, but it only equates to just over ten miles. That's an entire day. That's two dog walks, three runs, and just general operating. You know, wandering around and all that. It would be that you know it would be an achievement if it was an achievement, and like I said at the start, there's the the realization of ah crap, I'm I'm fat. I'm <laughs> you know I'm not sure if it's coming. Or not. It, it's actually really difficult to say. It's. <sighs> It's thinking you're doing well, and then somebody tells you that you're actually doing really badly. Um, luckily for me, the, the 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 slight the small cushion in that is that it's me that's telling me that. Um, I, I had this whole idea of right, well then I'm just I'm gonna have to lose, um, I'm gonna have to lose loads of weight then, which feels strange when I'm saying week in week out I've lost this, I've lost that. But it's obviously not enough, um, and there's a part of me that that keeps looking at where I am weight wise and says I need to lose two stone. At forty two years of age, that's not an easy feat. Um, but I need to lose two stone to get back to where I was X number of years ago, and as I've, as we've discussed, that wasn't the end. That was just as far as I got. Admittedly, I managed to shift another stone of that through a super unhealthy means. But again, even at that point, I was probably two stone away from being healthy. And even at that point, I was probably two stone away from being like actually healthy. And if you add all of those up, those are a lot of stones to lose. Many, many pounds for you American listeners. And it's... It sucks and it's hard. And if I'm honest right now, I kind of want to shed a tear because it's... It's so huge and losing two pounds a week when I used to lose five or six. And those are the weeks that I lose two pounds a week. Guess what? Spoilers. Didn't lose any weight this week. So you got those to contend with. Mmm. A delicious, delicious beer. Um, 
Another super difficult thing for me to talk about, but needs doing. Um, in my life, there are a list of um, people, celebrities, that I've said for many years. When those people die, um, I will, I will not be, I will not be doing well. Um, and if it was one of those situations where a collection of people died and I was working the next day. I would have to contact work and say, uh, I'm sorry, I'm unable to come to work tomorrow for uh, this person died. And honestly, I don't particularly care what the outcome of that is. Um, I'm not going to give the list because I'm not going to jinx anything. What I will say is this. Uh, one of the people from my list has passed away. Um, I have... There's been loads of stuff on social media. Loads of people I know have posted stuff. Loads of people I know have shared stuff in um, group messages that I'm in. And a lot of people um, just across the across the board. And it went on for days and I didn't put anything on social media. Um, but I really did struggle. Um, a lot of people might not know who I'm talking about. Um... But this is the way I've decided to do this, and this is my tribute to the late, great Kevin Conroy. Um, again, I don't know whether this is something that might make me emotional. Um, in fact, what will help with the, with the, with the emotion is I'm going to Google something really quickly because I want to get it right. Uh, all that would have brought is there a way to do it from here okay yeah that makes sense that makes sense so 1992 so that makes a lot of sense so Kevin Conroy uh, uh, was the voice of the animated Batman in pretty much most probably you know, 70-80% of anything that's um, animated, or in fact video games, he did all the voices of the Arkham games. Um, anytime animated Batman turns up, it's probably going to be Kevin Conroy's voice. Um, just like, you know, Mark Hamill does the voice of the Joker, Kevin Conroy was Batman. Uh, Batman, start, Batman the Animated Series started in 1992. Um, I was trying to explain to my eldest how for 30 years Kevin Conroy was my Batman if somebody says to me the word Batman I don't think about Christian Bale um, you know Clooney, Val Kilmer Robert Patterson any of these people I don't think of any of these people um, I don't think of Adam West um if somebody randomly in the streets had the word Batman, my mind's picture of Batman is Batman the Animated Series Batman, or Justice League Batman. Batman was voiced by Kevin Conroy. Batman should always be voiced by Kevin Conroy. He is, he is Batman. So, for a man that has Batman tattooed on his leg, and for a man that has... Um, Batman villains tattooed on his legs. 
Batman is a huge part of my life um, and has been for as long as I can remember. Batman was, it was, is, and always will be huge for me. When animated Batman came along and when um, Kevin Conroy came along as the voice of animated Batman, that was everything to me. That encompassed absolutely everything I needed to. His voice was so incredibly perfect for that role. Um, something I never realised uh, was, weirdly, how young he was. I thought he was a lot older. Um, in the kindest possible way, he did have quite a weathered face. Um I was incredibly upset to hear of the passing of of my Batman. Um, I, you know, I was sad, I was sad when Adam West passed away, um, but in a lot of ways, Kevin Conroy's death means means that a little bit more to me. Um, I told my I told my eldest she has the most um, the most interaction with uh, Kevin Conroy's Batman. Um, she's seen Justice League and various Superman things and a lot of animated movies where he has done the voice, um, and she she was upset by it. Um, it it's thirty years. It's thirty years. Um, you know, there was nothing like being 12 years old and Batman, the animated series, coming on and sitting there and watching it as a Saturday morning cartoon and just being like, this this is it. As a Batman fan, as a child, all of it, it was, this is it. We've, we've finally made it. you got to think this was... You know, we'd had Tim Burton's Batman... But at 12, I don't think I'd actually seen it. Um, it's just... It's devastating. It's a huge, it's a huge thing. Knowing that, that, that we'll never get an animated movie. Uh, you know, they're trying to bring back the Justice League TV series, a, a video game. Any of those things, they'll never be voiced by him again. It's... It's tough because when somebody else does the voice of Batman, it's just not right. It doesn't. It doesn't sound right, and we're never. You know, Batman is never going to sound right again. Is what is what this means. Um, so, uh, rest rest in in peace. Kevin Conroy, um, you had you know he had such a huge impact on so many lives, um, and and so many people probably didn't didn't actually know who he was. Um, I sat when I found out. I sat with my with my son and watched um, Batman animated series stuff. My son's got a got a Batman baby grow. And it's the coolest thing I've ever seen because it's got all the different styles 
of bat symbol on it. It's it's brilliant. I, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. Um, hey, let's talk about DIY. That's a thing. Not in this house. But it was. Um, so. Um, had to do some DIY. It's not it's not a great start. Um, myself and Leanne decided to go um, halves on a joint present for us and the house and other such things. Um, we bought a little TV to put up in the gym above the treadmill to help those uh, you know those long hard runs. Um, so we bought the little TV and then we bought a bracket and I did as much research as I could possibly do to make sure that this job was not going to be a disaster like every single other job that I've ever tried to do. I was determined to make sure that this was not going to be a disaster. So of course it was a disaster. So this is all, it was all of this like, um, it was going on plasterboard wall. Uh, but it's okay because I did the test where you knock on the wall to find the stud and I isolated where the stud was and then I used maths to work out where the centre of the stud would be I then used the um, the bracket that I'd got and the, and the TV to line up where eye level was and where it wanted to be marked it all out used the template that was that was came with the bracket to mark out the holes got a drill and drilled the first hole and it went through like a hot knife through butter and I instantly went something's wrong I could not have done any more research into this there was one piece of research I could have done more for this job that would have made a difference because it, it it's in the gym the gym is a room that was built recently and there was a series of pictures that were taken in the building process which would have told us whether there was a stud on that wall so, when I drilled into it and hit nothing, I went, oh, that's not right. I was like, maybe the drill was super powerful. The drill bit was brand new. Maybe those two combinations just went straight through the wood and it's all good. What I should definitely do is drill two more holes whilst not really being overly sure that I'm drilling into wood. So there was a conversation. Uh, I had a conversation with Lam where I was like, something's not right here. I'm, I don't feel like I'm going into a stud, but there's definitely a stud there. I've done the test. She was like, did any wood chips come out when you drilled the hole? I went, nope. She's like, there's probably no wood there then. I was like, yeah, that probably makes a lot of sense. Interesting. Next thing, 
she sent me a picture. She was like, here's a picture of the wall before the board went up. And as you can see from the picture, there is no stud. And I sent her a picture back that I said, yeah, looks like you're right. Because I'd used a hammer and nail to do the super old method of hammering a nail into the wood, into the plasterboard, multiple times to try and find a stud. After 15 holes... Yeah, we can safely say there's no stud there, but there are 15 holes in the wall now. Okay. This is going pretty much as expected at this point in time. We always knew it was going to be a disaster. Let's face it, it was always going to be a disaster. Let's try and double down. Okay, here's the here's the here's the way to solve this problem. The way to solve this problem is I saw this thing, which is um, you you drill a bigger hole. <laughs> yeah, sounds like a great idea. You drill a bigger hole and you put these things in and you push them through the the plasterboard and you you turn the middle, and they open these wings at the back and they're secure and they can take loads of weight in plasterboard and you put three of them in and then you put your bracket up. Everybody's happy. Okay, all right, let's 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 order that, and we'll do that. Cool. So that's what we did. Got those ordered. Uh, came with the drill bit required, which I thought was quite cool. And away we go. Load up the drill with the drill bit. Drill into the wall, and immediately hit insulation, having gone through the plasterboard. It was like, eh, that makes sense. Drill three holes. I felt I did well. I got them quite central. Um, and I went, right, okay. So I put the first one of these contraptions in. And I got my screwdriver. And you have to you have to use a screwdriver to turn the center. So I got my screwdriver. And I put it in the center and went, why does the screwdriver not fit? Quick question. Do you have a screwdriver in your house? A flat head screwdriver in your house right now. Is it what you would call a standard size? If you went to somebody else's house with your screwdriver, would your screwdriver be the same size as their screwdriver? Let's face it, the answer is probably yes. Does the contraption that we've got to put up require a screwdriver head twice the size of a standard screwdriver? Yes, yes it does. Do you know what happens if your screwdriver is a standard size screwdriver and you put it into something that requires a screwdriver that's twice the size uh, yeah, you strip the plastic from the inside middle, which is where the, um, what's that thing? Oh, that's right. The threads for the screws to go is, and you strip all the threads for the screws. It's all right, though, because if you do it once, rest assured, you can still do it another two times with the other two that need to go in. But at this point in time, in for a penny, in for a pound. So uh, let's try and cut some new threads using the screw, shall we? 
Now, by this point, it was about, it was going on for about 10 o'clock last night. This has been a two-day job at this point in time, and it wasn't getting any easier. Oh, uh, by the way, when I drilled through the plasterboard, um, something I didn't take into account, which definitely sounds something like I would do, um, dust absolutely everywhere to 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 clean up the dust to hoover up the dust i had to empty the hoover charge the hoover and move the treadmill to try and clean this mess going well so far um luckily for me and everybody in the very near vicinity I was able to cut new threads using the screws. The screws were thick, sturdy screws. Um, and they were they seemed to be quite sharp, so they did manage to cut new threads into the plastic of these things. Um, just, a, just a quick aside, uh, one of those screws where you can use a Phillips or a flathead screwdriver, either or, your choice, uh, but... Just, just real quickly, um, yeah, not a standard size Phillips and not a standard size flathead. So there's that. <sighs> However, shortly after that, I had the bracket up on the wall. And shortly after that, I had the TV on the bracket and I got the TV plugged in and I got the TV switched on. And away uh, you go. So what started out as a disaster and continued to be a disaster actually had an okay ending. Maybe, I guess. I am, I am secretly just waiting for it to fall off the wall. Because let's face it, it's going to fall off the wall. It's going to break the TV. It's going to break the treadmill. There's probably going to be some kind of explosion and probably a small to medium house fire. Other than that, it's a it's a resounding success. Speak <laughs> speaking of electrical items and disasters, um, the washing machine broke. Now, I don't know if you know this, but. When there's six humans, two cats and a dog, cats don't really require all that much washing machine action. The dog does, though. He's got towels and blankets and whatever else he has. Uh, with six humans, you might be surprised to learn that there's a lot of washing that's required. So when your washing machine breaks... It's kind of it's kind of not not a lot of fun especially when the washing machine repair person that you contacted can't come for the best part of a week uh, still waiting for that one to be fixed it's supposed to be tomorrow so so i was like okay and you know it's one of those things when something like that breaks people rally and we managed to get a couple of loads of washing done and there's a big drying system involved and you know, just trying to put a dent in it. 
having had a conversation with um, two of my children about the washing machine being broken, I attempted to make um, like a mini cooked dinner. Yorkshire puddings. Uh, corn dinosaurs. And broccoli. Uh, there was there was a conversation about doing mashed potato, but then I realised that that was a lot of food for small people, and uh, decided against the mash. That's not important. What is important is having put the oven on to heat, and then put put the um, oil into heat, and taking the tray out and putting the um, batter in the in the tray and putting it back in the oven. There was a realisation where I went, if that oven's been on for the best part of 15 minutes, why isn't it very warm? Ah, fuck. Excuse my language. Um, That's not good. So I'm feeling round it. Because the last thing I want is to open the oven and ruin the orange puddings. So I'm feeling around the outside and I'm feeling in the top bit of the oven and I'm feeling around the sides and the back and I'm like, I don't think this oven's working. What am I going to do? Obviously, it's a twofold thing. One, I still need to produce a meal at this point in time. And two, with a broken washing machine, don't want a broken oven on top of it. Now, I can't say I know what's happened here. Our oven doesn't get a lot of use these days. Uh, since since we've got an air fryer, um, the air fryer gets used every day. The oven rarely gets used. And I was kind of wondering whether it's one of those that because of how little use it gets, maybe it was just like, well, you don't love me anymore, so I'm not going to do anything. Maybe there was something wrong with it. But um, I, I shared my worries with the collective and I was like, I, I don't, I don't want to have to deal with a broken oven. And about five minutes later, I looked in through the door and I went, oh, I think something's happening. Within about 10 minutes of that, there was definite Yorkshire pudding action going on. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to slowly back away and hope everything's fine. Now then, that was number one and number two. My fear which was uh, something from today, was <sighs> my car was going in for a service and MOT. I was terrified. I was bricking it. For months, I've been like, I'm not, I'm not going to enjoy putting this in for a service and MOT because I don't know. I honestly don't know what the outcome is going to be. I, I don't have a good feeling about it. Uh, whilst I was out today, I, I had a missed call from the garage and a voicemail, and I'm like, oh no, it's going to be. Can you come? Can you ring us back? There's a problem with your car. And in actual fact, what it was was. Uh, your car's ready to collect. And I was just like, wow, that's, that's amazing. Um, I went to collect it and they did give me a couple of advisories. One of them was um, hilarious, but not in the good way. But uh, yeah, 
Yesterday, family yoga round two. Everybody got involved. Um, <laughs> I feel the relaxing part of yoga has been uh, removed from family yoga time when my youngest daughter likes to criticize everybody else's yoga whilst lying on the floor and not doing anything. Literally the first thing I did when I got in the first position for the first bit of the yoga warm-up was go, oh man, I've hurt my back. Uh, so I had to suffer through that yesterday. Uh, I don't know whether it's psychological or if there's a connection, but so far, two Sunday yoga sessions, two Sunday family yoga sessions, two Monday good runs like really good morning runs uh i don't know if there's a connection i don't know if it's just it's a monday go back and listen to last week's podcast if you want to hear me talk at length about what it was like doing that run after that yoga session um something else that i finished off um finished off last week's yoga session and this week's yoga session um as I do some uh, press-ups, just out of the blue, some press-ups. And uh, there was a video on the TV at the time where somebody else was trying to do press-ups. See how many they could do. They managed 16. So I did 16 press-ups. Um, not my finest achievement. There was a part of me that I thought I might be able to do more. There was a part of me that was surprised I got to 16. So this week, I'm like, hey, I'm going to finish my yoga with some press-ups kind of secretly in my head I was like I wonder if I can do more this week so 16 was the number to beat this week I did 23 press ups and I could have done more but my foot I'd, I'd put I'd put my slippers back on after doing yoga and really I shouldn't have done I should have left them off and tried to do it like that because I uh, my foot slipped after doing 23 because I was on, on my way to doing 24 uh, I was a bit good but it's an improvement and I'm working on the principle that if I've improved one week to the next what are the chances that I can improve again so we'll have to see about that um, lastly from the week um, I have soldiered on with the David Goggins audiobook It's it's hard listening to a like an autobiographical book that's being read by someone else. It's hard. There are points in it where I'm just like, this just feels wrong. Um, but I have I have soldiered on with it. Um, they've done it like a like an audio book and a podcast and some kind of media experiment of some description um so david goggins is in it on it however you want to phrase it but um not reading the book which just feels weird um a little bit of tv stuff no movie uh me and my eldest watched a dc animated movie and it was a new one but I just don't know who I would review it for. 
that would actually be listening to this. So I decided to skip it. It was very good, by the way. Um, me and Leanne finished uh, How I Met Your Mother. She hadn't seen uh, certainly the last series, if not the last um, two series, maybe. Um, and ultimately, what comes out of it is the last series is terrible. Um, and the one thing that I wanted to say to her all the way through is what an, an, a massive anticlimax is. Uh, I'm not going to spoil anything, um, but the last series is terrible, and the ending is is awful. So you've watched nine series of something to just be completely let down at the end. So there was that. Uh, to cleanse our palate, we move very swiftly on to watching series four of what we do in the shadows. Uh, at the point in time that we started, there was only four episodes available on Disney+. Plus. Um, and yeah hit the ground running with that basically um it's just it's just good it's just as good as it was um the um the, the colin robinson situation is very strange it takes it takes a little bit of getting used to again no spoilers um i finished welcome to wrexham um had some friends round yesterday and was talking about how I'd watched it and how as a show 60-70% of it's very good but also 60-70% of it is about the football and then there are just these filler episodes and these episodes where you really do wonder why the hell you're watching it um, there was a couple of episodes toward the back end that were interesting there was this one where they kind of like tried to look at um, football fandom from a psychological perspective um, and they're talking about how um, for boys it relates to um, boys and their dads um, and I've always said um, for, for years and years and years um, when my father left um, he took football with him is what I say to people I was absolutely mad into football I did football as a as a hobby I did it in my spare time I played football left right and centre um, I, I had a full Man United kit at one point uh, football was was huge for me uh, and when my parents separated and my dad left um, it's it's a fair thing to say that he took football with him i didn't i didn't have football fandom after that point i didn't watch it anymore and i just completely got out of football um years later i um i guessed on a football podcast as i'm sure some of you know um and i you know i produced that podcast um but it was very interesting listening to what this person was saying about how, you know, boys and their dads and um, fathers and their sons and, you know, grandparents and like how it's, you know, becomes a generational thing. You pass it on to your children, this, that, and the other. I've recently been talking to some people about uh, actually going to a football game. Um, and I, I suggested that maybe I would take my son to his first football game. Um, 
Because as a dad um, who hasn't had that in the majority of my life, I feel it's important to pass it on, and I, it is something that I want my son to have in his life. Um, so I think that's an interesting place to start in terms of a football game. Um, as a show, some of it was good, some of it was great. Uh, some of it was emotional, some of it was a roller coaster, some of it was funny. Everything you kind of want. If I'm honest, it had a lot of stuff that I didn't want. It had a lot of stuff that I wondered who they'd made it for. There was a lot of elements of, why are we doing this? It could have easily been a 12-episode series instead of an 18-episode series. They seem to do these episodes that are like, oh, we need to pad it out and we need to fill it out. And I was very much like, no, you don't. Just do less episodes. Um, I had all of these theories going through my head about who, you know, who had actually paid for the football club. Was it Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney, or was it FX, Fox, Disney, whatever? But that's me. I always look for a different angle. Um, computer game wise, I can't. I had a few games on the go. Division 2, that's what I was playing. And I, I kind of finished it, and I kind of was happy to leave it where I'd got to, let's say. Um, I finished the original, not the original, I finished the uh, 2018 God of War. I think that's how we categorise things these days, whatever year it came out in. I finished God of War in preparation for God of War Ragnarok. So I needed a bit of something to play. Uh, and I put... Um, what is it called? Sniper Elite Contracts, is it? I've got... Hang on a minute. I've got one in my basket. One second. Of course. Of course. Of course. Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts. That's what it's called. Uh, and I put that on. I was like, you know, I've been putting off playing it because I didn't want to ruin it. Uh, but I feel like enough time's passed, so I want to play it again. Um, in some ways it was good and in some ways it was a mistake the sniper games are very much those games that I always talk about where you leave a little bit part of yourself behind when you play it um, so going back to those games is difficult um, this wasn't as difficult as I had initially thought it was going to be but recently I've started to have an issue with games and their upgrades feels to me like when you're on like the first level of a game. That's when you want and need all the upgrades. But you start with nothing. So uh, basically you are, at, you are at the hardest point of the game. A game that you've probably never played. With the least amount of stuff. A game you don't know how to play. You don't know the ins and outs and the mechanics and the way it works. With none of the abilities that you end up with at the end of the game when you've got the most experience with that game. And it started to bug me recently. Spoilers, that's going to feature in the next game we talk about. I played it and I was fine playing it and I got to a point where 
had cleared out an entire area of the map, barring two people. It had taken me 40, 45 minutes, possibly more, to clear out this area. These games are slow in a lot of ways. Lining up shots, making sure you're taking out one guy so the other guy doesn't see him. You don't want to set any alarms off. If you do set the alarms off, do you run away and reset? Or do you use the fact that the alarms are going off because the guy's running around? It might make it easier to get a shot that you couldn't get shot previously. <sighs> Things like that. Um, at this particular point in time, I was going with the, I don't want any alarms going off. So I was taking my time. I was gauging the shot, making sure the shot was the right shot to take. All of that. There's two guys left in this area. 45 minutes, let's say, put into it. And I get spotted and killed in one in one foul swoop. And then it made me do the entire bit again. And I just went, no, I'm good, thanks. Because it's a game I've played before. I've finished that bit before. It took me multiple tries to do that bit previously when I played it originally and having to try and do it again I just went no I'm good thanks luckily for me and everybody involved at this point in time um, speaking of God of War and God of War Ragnarok I uh, I might have mentioned that I'd placed an order for God of War Ragnarok and it was due to arrive on uh, release which is always nice for stuff like that. Um, and it did. I know you were thinking for a second, oh god, it didn't turn up. We're going to have to listen to him moan about that. No, it did turn up. Uh, it had a massive install. I had to delete four games to get it installed. But away we go. And in a lot of ways, playing God of War 2018, just before getting Ragnarok, was a terrible idea. Let's go through some of the things that I've written, written down about God of War Ragnarok. But first, I need to give a disclaimer. A disclaimer I will repeat probably multiple times over the next few minutes. There is a part of me that is designed to dislike things that people like. If something's very, 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 very popular, I would dislike it on principle. And I will never go anywhere near it. Now, if you go back uh, a couple of years, two or three years, um, it's the Game of the Year podcast. 2019, I want to say. And God of War 2018 comes up. And it didn't win my game of the year. I went through this really long explanation for why. Over the years, and the many, many, many playthroughs of God of War 2018, I've come to really enjoy that game. In a lot of ways. In some ways, not as much. But... I think I, re I think I retracted some of what I said later down the line in later podcasts where I said, you know, I'd probably been a little bit harsh. And it's because of the hype 
that these things get. Nothing can ever live up to massive hype. So, with that in mind, uh, and me saying that I am designed, some part of me is designed to dislike popular things, let's talk about God of War Ragnarok. The beginning of God of War Ragnarok is quite brutal. Um, I nearly shed a tear at the start. Now, I'd seen some reviews, I'd watched some videos before the game was released that said this, that said from the very start, it's quite emotional. Um, I can't go through what was happening at the time or what was going on in the game because it would be a spoiler, so I'm not going to do that. This is a spoiler-free early review because apparently this game is quite long. Uh, this is a double point. Um, why do game developers insist on changing things that work? If you've got a control style that works, if you've got a way of using a weapon that works, why change it for the sake of saying we made a change? Because nine times out of ten, that change doesn't work. There is a super annoying. Um, what, was, how, what word was I going to use? Mechanic. That was it. There is a super annoying mechanic that has been added to God of War Ragnarok that wasn't in the 2018 version. I cannot understand why they've done it. I cannot understand what reason, what would possibly compel them to do it. It makes no sense. It's a change for a change's sake, which has made the game overall worse. It's baffling. Again, to talk about things like upgrades, if you're playing a sequel, a direct sequel... You, the the days of oh, it's uh, it's set directly after the the first one, but uh, you've got no upgrades or abilities or power ups or any of that for no reason whatsoever. Crack on, it the game literally does that. The game at one point there's a mention of um, like magic has been changed. Kratos has none of the abilities he ended God of War 2018 with, and there is no reason for it. I'm tired of this mechanic in games. It's so outdated. It's it's basically a dinosaur. Here, game developers, here's a hint. Just make better upgrades. I know it's difficult, I know it's hard, but Put some time and effort in and give it a try. I don't know how to word this with, with avoiding spoilers. How about this? In the Spider-Man game, there are um, sections where you play as a different character. And to add to that... Those sections are stealth sections and they're auto-fail. Um, 
God of War Ragnarok looked at this and went, hey, those sections of the game are super, super annoying. So we're not going to do that. But... Um, something that I do when I'm playing games is I look, um, I look forward to New Game Plus. And when New Game Plus isn't an option, Sniper Contracts, I'm looking at you... Um, it's really baffling to me. I, I I do think that the majority of games should have new game plus just for just for the sheer replayability. I know for a fact from reviews I've seen and heard that God of War Ragnarok is designed to be played multiple times to get the most from the game. There's um, supposed to be a lot of side missions. Um, I've done one side mission, and I've recently collected another side mission to do. However, there have been not one, but two sections so far in the game that all I could think was, I am probably never going to play this game again. Purely because I can't face the thought of having to do these sections again. They are some of the slowest, dullest, most mind-numbingly boring sections of any game I've ever played. They make you want to tear the skin from your face. While screaming. So after after what after one minute, you know the thing that made God of War twenty eighteen great. It was it was the writing, it was the narration, it was the conversation between all the characters: Mimir, Atreus, Kratos, other characters. Freya. Oh, that's something. They've put another character in the game and given that character the same name as a character in the game. It's spelt slightly different, but all of the characters say it the same. It's super annoying. So there are all these characters and 2018's version made it made it what made it good. The conversations, the, the constant talking, the constant storytelling, the, the family connection, you know, Kratos is a terrible parent, all of that. So far in Ragnarok, the game developers have decided that's probably the bit that was the, the, the bit that was the worst bit of the game. So let's get rid of all of that nonsense, shall we? While simultaneously trying to tell a really long story, which introduces a load of other characters. But it's okay, you don't need to worry, because none of those characters are going to interact with each other. So there you go. Now, this is the point where I will say, I am designed to hate things. For whatever reason, it's just a thing. But, what I can tell you is this. I'm not overly enjoying God of War Ragnarok. I feel that it largely has very little replay value for a game that's designed to be played more than once, more than twice, more than three times, whatever. 
it's worrying to me that I've got as far as I have and I'm like <sighs> the game isn't a chore it's not one of those it's not like a chore to play it's you're just lower level angry playing it because you just you're just baffled and I know that it's hard to repeat success it's very difficult to to repeat something that was good or great or beyond but doing the well we, we can't repeat it so let's do the opposite has never been the answer so why is a studio that is you know presumably massive releasing a game with so much hype to be so lackluster it's it's quite baffling Now, admittedly, I will continue to play this game and I will continue to bring you lovely people any sorts of updates that I can. Who knows? In a week's time, I might be telling you it's the best game I've ever played. And I can't wait to play it again. But it's not like I've played five minutes of it. I've put a good few hours into this game. And... Yeah. Yeah. There we go. That is this week's podcast. Uh, if you made it this far, thanks for listening. Um, and I will catch you next time. So there you go. What do you think to that? Another one done. Another week gone. Another week closer to... Well, I think by now you all know what we're closer to. Ugh. Thank you for listening, thank you for watching, thank you for being here, thank you for being one of our lovely subscribers. If you're not, you can just click that button and become one, that way you find out about upcoming episodes. Do like, do share, do pass the podcast around, word of mouth and all that. Um, if you want to check out the website, it's thecookiecast.com. There we've got some social media links and an email button for you to get in touch with us. There we go. That's it for this one. Till next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Thank you for listening to CockyCast. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe.